Hello and welcome to Pub Time FPL for our ninth episode. One away from the big team. It's the podcast with the disastrous FPL advice, but sometimes some possibly decent music. Today we have for you the highs and lows of the week, the state of the market insight, and then to finally round it off, future planning and captaincy. Let's get into it. Three segments, three idiots, and three disastrous FPL squads. Josh and Philip are joining me as usual, so you're bound for some juicy and guaranteed stupid insight. We'll bring you stats, facts, unpopular opinions, debates, bust-ups, and the whole FPL experience. Welcome back to Pub Time FPL, the series where we help you design your FPL squads and give you all the insights of the past, present and future game weeks. Lads, let's crack on. As usual, we bring you three segments, starting off with the highs and lows of the week, followed by the state of the market, or as I like to call it, the buy, sell, keep, avoid. And then at the end of the episode, we'll move into future planning and our captaincy choices for the week. So let's crack on with our first segment the highs and lows of the week. Right, let's go through the highs and lows of the week, shall we? So if you don't remember the concept or maybe just didn't watch the previous episodes, we'll go through it once more. First, we'll go through who each of us believe to be the best performer of the week. This can either be a team, player, manager, whoever really. Each host will give us one nomination and then we'll have our top three performers of the week. Then we'll do the exact same thing, but with the worst performers of the week. So we'll, we'll each suggest one team, player, manager, whoever, the ref, uh, who really underperformed this week. So let's get on with it. So, boys, give me one team, player, manager, whoever, as we've said previously already, who you thought did really good this week. Philip, do you want to start us off? Absolutely. I'm going for one we haven't heard in a while especially with Leo's antics on this podcast, uh, and which is Newcastle, who beat Burnley 2-1. And I know it's only Burnley, and they only won 2-1. But I, I like Newcastle. I always have. And now, with St. Maximin back, who played fantastic, getting both a goal and an assist, um, and didn't even start the game, came on as a bet from the bench. Um, I actually see promise in the Newcastle team, which might be weird. But they beat Burnley, a much-needed victory, due to Spurs last time. And maybe we can see something extra going forward for Newcastle. I think, for me, they're still a bit... They're still, as I like to call it, absolutely woeful. And I think Burnley had a bit of a Brighton day. They had more than twice the shots. They had 60% possession. They were the dominant team. Newcastle weren't looking great. Uh, St. Maximin put in a great shift, really top quality player, but can he really keep that whole club from being bad? I, I don't know, I don't think so. So maybe St. Maximin is one you could think about, maybe Callum Wilson as well when he comes back, but I just think other than those two, Newcastle still definitely an avoid for me. 
Double the shots, but less shots on target than Newcastle. Like I just it was like... four to five. It was four to five then. Yeah, but still, more than double shots. But how do you shoot four on target from twenty-four shots? I don't know. I just uh, you've got Chris Wood and Matty Vidra up front. I just feel like shots. It doesn't really tell the whole story. But moving on, what about you guys? Also, I think just before we move on, because this might be one thing. Just to sort of consider that Nick Pope wasn't actually playing in that game. They'd uh, their second goalkeeper was his name, Peacock Farrell or something. He was playing, so maybe if Nick Pope had been playing, maybe they wouldn't have conceded those goals. But you're right, we should move on. I shouldn't be ranting about this. Joshua, who do you have for your best performer of the week? I would have said Lingard, but you guys wanted me to be a bit more a bit less boring, so I'll just say Dallas because no one actually had him in his squad. I guarantee you. I know a lot of people didn't have him in the squad. You guys didn't have him in, did you? Well, I mean, he was part of my bench, which, to be fair, got, what's that, 16 for 17 points, 33 points, 33 points on the bench. So yeah, yeah. He, he's contributed. Even I had Dallas, and I regret putting him on the bench because no one actually expected City to lose. And no one expected Dallas to score a brace. But um, I think I'll just say Dallas because... um. Just for the sake of the fact that he's been on good form. He's a good attacking defender. Uh, I don't know why he's actually a defender on FPL. He, sh- he should be a midfielder, if you ask me. But um, he can keep clean sheets. He can he can score goals. He can get assists. So I think he's just uh, everything you want from a, a defender. He's almost like Robertson in some senses. Or Trent Alexander-Arnold from last season. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's actually playing as a central attacking midfielder and that's a great thing that we like to see from a defender and he was only placed as a defender because he played a fair bit as left back last season but now that he's moved on to the attacking the cent- being a central attacking midfielder he's really a great option especially if Leeds managed to pull off a few clean sheets but for me I've got to go with my best performance of the week and I think I've got to give it to West Brom because I didn't do this last week because I was thinking, okay, it's just Chelsea being absolutely woeful. They were 10 men. They were really poor. I don't even know what happened. West Brom was still the worst team, second worst team in the league. But now that they've gone and beaten Southampton 3-0, and I mean, Southampton aren't great, but you still need to beat sort of half decent to beat them 3-0. And I think West Brom might actually be making a push to stay up and that's if they do that that's a massively motivating factor in someone like Matez Pereira or maybe even Callum Robinson could be a good punt for the final game weeks if you're looking to looking for somewhere a bit more differential so I think they deserve a shout for being having two fantastic game weeks but let's move on to the worst performers of the week. So, who do we think was particularly bad this week? Joshua, do you want to start us off? Uh, sure. Um, who did I say? I can't remember. Let me check. I can't remember who actually said was had a, a shifted this week. All right, I'll take over then. And I am completely decided, and I have to say it was Liverpool because they were absolutely horrible in that Villa game. You know what, why don't uh, you just, why don't you just reintroduce really, the whole thing? Well, what? Just reintroduce the thing. No, it's fine, just... Nah, just do it, just do it. All right, then. Now that we're 
Oh shit, wait, just let me do it again. All right then, let's move on into some of the worst performances of the week. Joshua, do you want to start us off? Sure, I think City had a, a shitter this week. It was, it was awful because I said Dallas was the best performer and I think City were exactly opposite to that because, I, I don't know, this whole thing with Pep Roulette is really annoying, especially as an FPL player because, you know, Sterling, you have Sterling, De Bruyne, Diaz, all these good options that you'd expect to be in the first team. And then he goes and benches half of them. So Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely a factor that I think I mean they played good. No, like, it was poor. It was just poor from them. It was poor. They had shots twenty nine to two. They had two shots against them and they were both scored. And one of them shouldn't even have been a goal. They were way offside. Uh, I don't know who it was, it was the first goal. Where he was way offside, um, and like when you have seventy-two percent possession, shots twenty-ninety-two. Yes, the finishing was poor, and maybe some goalkeeping. I don't see the game, but I just don't think their playstyle or the game they had. It doesn't look poor. Looking at the stats, I mean, I, I, think, I think it's more of a case of Bielsa really predicting really well what that city side was going to come with, and. Also, noting that maybe Leeds can't really go out and play them and then using his squad strengths to actually go and win that game. And we've seen, I think, the previous fixture ended one all as well with City really dominating the stats. So I think it's just one of those where Pep just hasn't really figured out how to tackle Bielsa's Bielsa's that leads team and his tactics, so I don't think that's something that will massively affect City's performances in the future, in my opinion. I mean, I think it will because they're they're in the running for the Champions League, aren't they? They have the FA Cup, they have the League Cup, so there's a lot to. They have like four trophies they're trying to get a hold of, and the Premier League is one of them. They're trying to steady on right now, but um, Man United are well, they're still in it mathematically, so. There's a lot of pressure there, so... And if you look at that Man City lineup, it's just... I mean, what was Mendy, Ake, Zinchenko and Bernardo Silva doing there? Like, And the formation is just completely... I, I don't know. It, I mean, I'd rather have Diaz instead of Aki. Because I know that the Champions League is coming up, but I, I mean, I, I'd still think that it's worth securing the points in the Premier League. And yeah, but for them, you, but he with definitely could have that quality, and the, with the fixtures they've got coming up, but they're he, not going to lose the what? What is it? They have to lose like three games for United. Supposing United win every game from there till the end of the season, I mean it's not going to happen. Okay, but well, you it's could very have been, unlikely to happen. But he so. could, he could have played Mares. He could have played Gundogan. He could have played Foden. He could have played. Garcia. I mean, he does. He did have options, and this is. I think it's just poor. So it's like what? What is this logic? You mean he could have played Garcia? He's making the team worse then. And Garcia wants to leave. He said that numerous times, and everyone basically knows he's going to Barcelona at the end of the summer. Okay, so fine. Well, what about what about Mares? What about Foden? He has such a uh, such a what's it called uh, a deep squad. What do you mean? Of course, he's gonna rotate. Well, you take also, Mares. He's going to want to play them in the Champions League because they need they need to get wins every week in Champions League. Whereas in the Premier League, it doesn't matter if you draw or lose a game because they're so far ahead. 
And he played Cancelo, he played Sterling, he played Gabriel he played Bernardo Silva. He didn't put up a weak squad. But have you, have you looked, have you seen the formation and the lineup? Bernardo Silva is playing one of the, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva is playing centre midfield. Zinchenko's playing centre midfield. But also, um, he does play centre midfield. He took De Bruyne's role as an attacking centre mid. Like I mean, he's more of a right winger, isn't he? No, he can easily play a cam and take the. Okay, okay, guys, guys, guys. Let Let's move on, and I'm going to move on to my personal disappointment of the week. It was Liverpool because I thought maybe the in midweek the Real Madrid game was a bit of a fluke. Maybe Real Madrid were really good at just tackling what Liverpool threw at them, and maybe we were starting to see this Liverpool side that we've seen previous seasons and at the start of this one. But that Villa game, I, they got the three points and for Liverpool, that's, I guess, all that matters. But they were really poor. I mean, overall, it was just, it was a really poor performance. And the stats say was fine, but I still think, you know, you'd really expect them to do better. And it wasn't, it wasn't a convincing win. And... They were playing a Aston Villa that don't have Grealish. I mean that that that's almost a championship level team, and I think they should really do better there. And if I'd say you need, you should probably hold your Liverpool assets that you have. But if you don't have Salah or someone, I don't see a massive reason to bring him in right now, just because of how poor Liverpool have been. Or is what do you think? I mean, I don't know. Yes, the scoreline and the stats were great. I don't, I don't know. Villa scored a goal they never should have scored. I don't know what Alisson was doing there. But I still think there's a lot of potential for Liverpool players and they're very good fixtures coming up. Fair enough. Uh, Philip, who was your avoid this week? I mean, your worst performer this week. My worst performer uh, was Leicester. Uh, they play very good West Ham squad. I won't give that away from them, but we play at home. Oh, sorry, they did play away. <laughs> but I just expected much more from this Leicester squad. And yes, they had some injuries, some absences. Uh, but what annoyed me most is, at least the rumours say, that uh, Chowdhury, Madison, and there was one more, uh, didn't play because they broke COVID regulation and were out partying the week before. And I'm so, how dumb can you be? You're fighting for top four for your life. You're dropping it, basically. And then you go out and make yourself not be able to play against the team you're competing top four with. I was so dumb. That just disappointed me in the whole Leicester squad. And then they lose 3-2 to West Ham. Yeah, Leicester for yeah, me. I think. I mean, West Ham were class, though. Jesse Lingard is on yeah, like seriously. West Ham have been brilliant and they play as like the team. They're not. When you look at West Ham, you don't see. Maybe Lingard, maybe Lingard, but with one player it works. But you don't see players trying to build their careers that much. They're trying to do almost what's best for the club and what's best for the manager. And I think Moyes has done a brilliant job. And I think he said that in the press conference after the game. I don't remember if Moyes or one of the players as well that we're. We're like a group of brothers. We really work together, and this is this is our common goal. It's not about who scored the goal; it's about the goal being scored. And many, many, many teams and many players say that, but West Ham are one that really implement it, I think. But right, 
I think we're going to take a quick break, but don't change channels. We'll be right back in a moment with more FPL talks. Anyways, moving into our second segment, it's time to discuss the state of the market, or as I like to call it, it's buy sell capable time. So for those of you who don't know what this is, or maybe, you know, haven't really bothered to pay attention in previous episodes, we're going to go be going through players that we think you should be buying, considering maybe the recent form or upcoming fixtures, players that we think you should be selling, just because we don't think they're going to get you a whole lot of FPL points in the future. Players that maybe haven't performed that well, but we still think you should be keeping. And then finally, players that a lot of people are selling, that a lot of people are buying. Can I just redo that one? And finally, we'll suggest some players that we think you should avoid, meaning that a lot of people are bringing them in, but we think they are bad transfer bandwagon. One last time, one last time, I'm sorry. And then finally, we'll move into the avoid section where we suggest some players that a lot of people are bringing in that we don't necessarily think are going to get you a whole lot of points. Right, moving into our first section, the buy section. Philip, who do you have lined up for us? I'm going for Regulon. And I know uh, Leo's against this because of Spurs not being the best at defending, but they have a double game week next week. Play Everton away, Southampton at home. Everton team that didn't have a shot on target, according to Google, in their draw against Brighton. And a Southampton team that lost 3-0 to West Brom. So fixtures are looking very good. And then even though they have the blank in 33, after that they play Sheffield, Leeds, Wolves and Villa. Uh, so good potential for points for Regulon, both attacking-wise and defensively. So yeah, Regulon for me. I think th this might be a bit of a personal thing for me, but I don't like Mourinho this season. And I don't think the players are playing for him. And I think there's a massive rotation risk in that team. And I don't think he realises it's not working. And if this continues, he's going to be he's going to be out by autumn, October sometime, probably. But I, know, I think these are two fixes that are really good attacking-wise. But... Defensive-wise, I don't know. I think DCL, Richarlison, Sigurdsson even could easily come up with a goal for Everton. And at Southampton, I mean, you've still got Danny Ings, Ward Prowse, Armstrong. Like, I think Southampton were unlucky not to score against West Brom. And I think Everton is still a good attacking side. And I'm not sure Spurs are going to offer a whole lot defensively. And then as well in game week 33, you have a couple of high-owned teams, Manchester City, Southampton and Spurs are all blanking. So you can't really, it might be hard for many people to have three Spurs players because you, they, you've already got one or two from the other team. So then you'd have to take a hit to sort of counter that. So I'm, I'm personally not a fan, but it, I think if it suits your team, it can be a good move. But I'm going to move on to mine, and I've gone with two players. I know this is cheating. I'm going to try and keep it short because, in my mind, they're very similar players. Lingard and Ian Acho, and neither of these players are probably, in the long run, going to be messy. But right now, they sort of seem to be, and they're both on fam fabulous form. And this is one of those things that you see with attackers, that they can go maybe one, two months on really good attacking form and within, like, 10, 15 goals in that time. And I think 
both of these are in one of those streets and I think they, they're done, doing a great job and really I think you should get them in. Maybe you're not expecting, they're not going to be great options probably for if you average the next three seasons, but right now I still think they're fabulous options. What about you, Josh? Well, aside from the man, the myth, the legend, Lingardino himself, I think I'm going to go two options here as well. I think Jared Bowen is a good shout in that West Ham squad because if he's not scoring, he's getting assists. And he did, he didn't really score versus um, Leicester, did yeah, he score? Yeah, he was playing uh, up front where Antonio usually plays. Yeah, he does score and he does assist occasionally and it's a great link-up with um, Jesse Lingard. But otherwise, I think I was going to say Mason Mount. Because I think I think Mount's a gem in that Chelsea squad. He can do a lot of things. He's he's a great attacker. He's he can provide assists, goals, passes, all that stuff. So I think that he's good. And they play Brighton, who are really shit. Brighton are not shit, and I'm going to ex- let Philip explain why. No, please don't, please don't. Yeah, we've discussed this before. I. I love Mount, but I just don't think he's a great FPL asset. But yeah, I don't know if I have the effort to discuss this with Joshua right now. All right. Um, I think I can understand you there. But let's move on to the cells. Who's some players we should dump? Just dump, really. Not going to explain that anymore. But, you know, who's bad? Joshua. Uh, isn't Cav Lewin injured? Yeah, uncertain how long though. Yeah. He has a he has a yellow flag, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, just get rid of him. Don't get rid of a player just because they have a yellow flag. I mean that that's one of those things that I just Yeah, obviously, I but I mean every I, time I see someone do because for the first half of the season Lampy had like the the yellow warning sign the No, 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 no. Stop, 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 well. stop with Brighton, please. No, um, it's not fully because of the yellow flag, though, I'll say that, because um, obviously I don't think he'll play next game the entirety of the 90 minutes, because, again, uh, you can't, you don't want to risk it with injuries. But also, I, I think he's been pretty... I mean, Everton have just been awful, and Calvert-Lewin hasn't been himself in the last couple of months, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's working out anymore. I think the the... I think the fairy dust has run out. I think you're really right about that. Don't sell him because he's got a yellow flag, though. Philip, who do you have lined up for yourself? Leo, the whole team, to be honest with you. But specifically, Kevin De Bruyne. You see how he got benched this week. Uh, didn't play a single minute. Not even when they needed a goal to get forward. Who would have thought to put in your main man? Nope, not Guardiola. Uh, but I I brought in De Bruyne for a while. Hasn't played a full 90 in four games. Uh, didn't play against Fulham at all. Didn't play against Leeds at all. And he hasn't performed like I wanted to. So he's going straight out of my team. Yeah, it's simple as really. Especially with the blank game week 32 as well. How many points did he get, by the way, in total? Um. Yeah, moving on. Right, so for myself, I've actually gone with the Chelsea defence, and I think particularly if you've got a double up or maybe even the full triple up, I don't think they're worth it at this point because the fixtures are turning. They've got Brighton, West Ham, Fulham and City next. Brighton and West Ham, they're okay, 
I think West Ham, they've just been so brilliant attacking-wise recently, and you know what you're getting with City, to be honest. So I think maybe there's two clean sheets in that, if you're lucky, but then as well, who'd have thought they, as Villaqueta, got a total of two points against West Brom and Crystal Palace combined. So I just don't think they're worth the price tag at this point, and maybe Chelsea are looking to be a bit more attacking. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. It's just not worth it. I'm getting rid of Rudiger. Um, whilst I'm struggling to find a lot of defenders with amazing fixtures for the future, I don't think Chelsea's your way to go. Uh, yeah, it's looking, especially with the rotation that's happening now. Tuchel is getting used to Zoom as well. Rudiger, Christensen, Aspilicueta, Silva, they all want to play. And wingbacks, they're not too sure either. So who knows if they're even going to start. Yeah, I felt maybe they were unlucky in the Palace game. I think Palace had one shot in total and Benteke somehow scored that. But, you know, it's still... I mean, it's not any points and at the end of the day, that's what makes the difference. So I'm not not a massive fan there. Right, are we moving on to the keeps then? So, Philip, who do you have lined up to keep this week despite not being on the best of form. I've heard a lot of critical things against Bruno uh, scoring one goal in his last six games and only getting one assist in those games as well. But he will be my keep for this week. Uh, I don't really know what to say really, but Bruno's a fantastic midfielder. Uh, Play Burnley next after that Leeds, then Liverpool. Uh, and then Villa, Leicester, Fulham, Wolves to end the season. And I can definitely see him racking up a lot of points in those games. I've actually gone with Bruno as well. And I think you, you explained it very well. And I think Bruno's one of those players that he's just got a way of scoring points, doesn't he? And regardless what game against who, he could easily just show up with a goal, assist, both, you know. So I think he's a brilliant player and I'd be a bit scared to sell him because at some point in these final six games we've got left, he's going to haul. So I think just keep him. What about you then, Joshua? I don't think it's so much um, for the one I'm picking. I don't think it's so much that they're playing bad. I think it's just that there's a lot of doubt around him. And that man is Ollie Watkins. I don't know why Philip doesn't like him, but I think he's really quality. He scored against uh, Liverpool. And uh, he's a good striker. I don't exactly understand what Philip has against him. Like, seriously. Well, how many goals does he have? Like, 13, Sorry, did you see 14? his goal against Liverpool? Uh, hey, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. Martinelli scored, Martinelli scored against Sheffield. It, it was also facts... the most basic goal. In the yeah, world. but no, the, did the you facts, see his goal against Liverpool? The facts stand... It was a pass to Alisson. It was literally a pass to Alisson who fumbled it. Like he's well, the fact is that he's against USA in the 2010 World Cup. The fact is he still scored, and you know. Please. Well, okay. Look, the fact is, you have 26 points. I have 58, and six of those, eight of those points came. I am far ahead of you, like 200 points. Eight of those points came from Watkins. He's a good player. You just hate him. I see his point with Watkins and with the uncertainty around Grealish as well. I don't know. I'm not a massive fan, but if it works for you, if it fits into your team, I mean, 
then you're going to have to go for it, I think, because there's not that many better options than Iheanacho at that price point. So I think it could go, it could work, doesn't necessarily have to work. But let's move on to avoids. And I've gone with Dallas because I saw that he was, I think, the fourth most bought in player. And that is coming off a 17-point haul, which was a fantastic performance, and I'd love to have played him for this week, but I mean, to be, it's a fluke, to be honest. I mean, it, he's not going to get 17 points every week. And if we looked in, if we look at the games which he's hauled in, it's been where he's got more than 10 points. It's been against Crystal Palace at home, Southampton at home, City away, West Brom away, and from those we can see he doesn't have like a great history of performing against big teams and if we look at the teams he's got coming up that's Liverpool, United, Brighton and Spurs all of which well except for Brighton but I still think they put up good numbers and Liverpool, United, Spurs all big teams I don't think he's going to get a massive amount of points in those four games so maybe if you have him keep them just in case but like I don't know I think it's a bit of a fluke this one or would you say? Oh, definitely. Tough fixtures. Not guaranteed clean sheets at all. Um, yeah, avoid for me as well. I think Dallas is, is a quality defender on FPL. He does get points. You know, maybe he does, you know, blank the occasional one or two weeks. But he's still, he still does have a good run of form. He can, again, he can... He can assist, he can score goals, he can get clean sheets, he, yeah, he does a lot of them, so I think yeah. that it's worth buying. But I don't think now is the time to get it. No, I mean, I don't know, because, again, this what, what leads 1-2-1 one, one against the 2B champions, so, I don't know, yeah, and, you know, given the way Liverpool and Spurs and the way, and dare I say, Brighton, um, Looking, um, looking at the way they're doing right now, I think why not? It might pay off. I think it will pay off actually because, again, Dallas does play CAM. He does play CAM, so he's a very attacking defender, which pays off really. Well, fair enough then. Um, I guess I'm going to disagree, but I can't be able to argue. But Joshua, who do you have lined up for us to avoid this week? Um. So I know Christian Pulisic scored two goals against Palace. And I know Chelsea fans are, they're basically just, they're saying he's back and everything and that he's going to start scoring again. I really don't think he will. He's, Pulisic has been really, I don't know, he's just there. He doesn't, he scored he's two. He, yeah, I mean, come on, he scored two goals versus Palace. I don't think he's going to be the next Messi. To be honest, I think every every team probably has one of those players where, you know, he's just there. I think that that was a brilliant comment, I mean, honestly. I don't know. Or, you know, Arsenal, for example, Jack or something, you know, he's just there. That's his entire aim with the team, to feel that. Oh, I'm Pulisic with Jacka. come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shouldn't do that. Leo, Leo, don't come... Leo, don't compare Xhaka to Pulisic because Xhaka can at least score free kicks. Pulisic doesn't do much. He's just there. <laughs> guys, guys, 
guys. Okay, look, I don't think Pulisic is a good guy to go for in uh, FPL, but I mean, he has an ownership of 2%. Like, obviously, the majority of FPL is agreeing with us, but he's not a bad player. No, he's just there. He's just there. He's he hasn't just there. More than 45 minutes. Uh, since game week 20, which is 11 games, <laughs> oh, for so many of those games. Jeez, no, please, please. All the time. Like, yes, I agree. Don't you Chelsea fans, you use... But we can't no. be saying he's a shit player. You Chelsea fans use, like, injuries as your main excuse. Habits was a flop because he's injured. Bono was a flop because he's injured. Pulisic was a flop because he's injured. Against Liverpool. Nah, Pulisic... United, one minute against Everton, 25 minutes against Tottenham. We can't just expect him to be amazing when getting 25 minutes For someone that is, what, a right winger, and that's 8.2 million and, and basically just shows up on a Sunday, he does, he, he's really not worthy. He, I don't think anyone should be buying him. Yeah, but he can still be a good player. It's not like he's... Yeah, 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 but yeah, obviously he might be a good player with passes and creating chances, but in the actual FPL game, he does jack. He just shows up and he's just there. Yeah, I agree. Don't get him in FPL. But I'm, I just don't think... I don't think he's that good of a player, if I'm being honest. I don't think we've seen the, the last of Pulisic. Uh, oh, jeez. Anyway, so, Philip, who are you avoiding this week? Um, uh, uh, yeah, good question there. And I think I'm going to go Son. But, but this is personally for my team. Uh, I have Regulon and Kane for my team. Uh, and Diaz. This is planned out for next week with the blank game week. If I would have Son in that team, I'd have four outfield players that are not playing next game, which means four, which means uh, less than eleven players starting eleven. That's actually playing a game, so that is something to avoid. Which is why I'm going to avoid bringing in Son. I saw this really interesting graph, right? And it was of players. Uh, football players uh, sort of finishing quality and Son was on there and he had hit this sort of pop in some some time I don't really quite remember when it was when he was just scoring from literally every time he touched the ball and now he's sort of dropped off and he's steadily decreasing and if you looked at some of the other ones on the graph they were like once they start decreasing they tend to go down at least to sort of an average conversion rate sort of ratio and maybe that's one thing we'll see with Son so I'm not saying he's a bad option but I'm saying maybe he's not going to be getting those 24 point hauls that we saw at the start of the season like he's not going to maybe be scoring four goals from four shots at this point maybe he'll score one goal or two goals from four shots but I, I think maybe that's one to look out for Oh, did Leo's parents come in again or what? Yep. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Vernica. <laughs> well, I, can, I can just imagine Leo shouting into his laptop in his room and his parents just peeking at the door like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty, that's pretty accurate representation of what's happening. But, well, that rubs the... <laughs> again. Well, that wraps up our state of the market analysis. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back in moving into our final segment, 
pull the remote and go get yourself a cup of yeah I, i'm not reading this uh joshua no josh <laughs> oh she's all gone to shit hasn't it well that wraps up our state of the market analysis we're going to take a quick break right here but don't change the channel we'll be right back so just before we wrap up it's time for our final segment future planning let's talk about team selection for the week so obviously if you have your team nine at credit you can just leave now or you know, whatever. But okay, bye-bye. So, so, let's talk a bit about captains. Try that we? again, try so, that again. I accidentally interrupted. Say, what? I accidentally interrupted. Can you say that again? <laughs> I accidentally interrupted. Can you say that again? Sure, it was just hilarious the way you phrased that. Right, so, before we wrap up, it's time for our final segment, future planning. Let's talk about team selection for this week. So, who are we looking to captain? And maybe, what team should we be benching? I don't know, to be honest. What do you guys have to say about it? Philip, do you want to start us off? Another week, another unsuccessful captain. And therefore, I give up on the differentials this week. Uh, due to the obvious double game we're coming up for Spurs, I will be captaining Kane. Not much more to be said. Harry Kane's my captain. Harry Kane's your captain. Harry Kane's my captain too. What about you, Josh? Boys, I think we've hit the hat trick here. It's Harry Kane. It can't. It has to yeah. be Harry Kane at this point because, like, well, he he has a double game week and he has it against Everton and Southampton, both who are looking pretty weak. And Tottenham are bad, but they're not that bad. So, and Kane's a good quality striker, so it has to be Kane. Yeah. Is there any chance for triple captaining here? Um, I mean, I mean, of, of course, yes. yeah, go I for it. Mind. I mean, why not? It could, it, I, I can see how it can definitely work out. I mean, some, I mean, one bloke actually triple captained Fred, so and that paid off for him. So, you never know. Yeah, go how, for how it. How did your triple captain go, Josh? <laughs> that was ages ago, actually. Yeah, how did it go though? Uh, well, it went shit. I got Grealish. And how many points did Grealish get? Or like three, four. Yeah, so one point, and then three after the captain. Yeah, it wasn't exactly the well, best. Well, okay, I'm the only one that has captained a player who ended up receiving negative points. So, I take the win. You guys, amateurs, on horrible captain choices. And, to be honest... Wait, 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 wait. You, can, you can't say anything about my captain choices. You can't say anything about them. I captained Lingard this week, and he got me 28 points. That's literally what I just said. I was making fun of myself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'd rather captain a negative player, though, and triple captain someone good than triple captain Grealish and captain someone good. Why are you still on about that? It was like a year ago. Like, seriously. I'm just arguing Joshua is in a better scenario than you if he... I'm doing a bit well, better no, than you no, guys. Leo is in a better scenario than Joshua <laughs> if you terrible captain someone good. I was, this I'm, is rapidly decaying, guys. So. I was doing okay in FPL. and I was doing okay in the league <laughs> for a while, actually. But, I mean, I, I dropped off at like... Um, but in, you were ahead of me for a while. Yeah, I was, exactly. I, I dropped off in like Jan or something where it just all went wrong. Oh, I don't know okay, how it went wrong. Uh, I don't your know. highest overall rank was 1,509 and this was in game week 2. 
How many points did I get? Uh, game week one, you got 52, and that was apparently good enough to get you into like the top 30%, and after that, you've just been bottomed. Bottomed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was ahead in the league a little bit, so, you know. Yeah, we were really bad at the start. But yeah, I, I was... It had much to do with you being good, I think it was more us being really bad. I was ranked 6 million after game week three. Well Get done. my level. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, but then I actually pulled it up to uh, 294,000 in game week 19, and then 65,000 in 25. So, you know, I've had a couple of good game weeks. Can you stop kissing your own ass? Okay. Wait, you were 66? No, 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 this is, game, this, is, this is game week rank. This is game week rank. Oh, I've been like, I think top 10,000 ones on, oh. on the wild card where I got 130 yeah. points. I got 16,000 here in game week 29. I have no idea how you're getting these stats, but whatever. Uh, let me just go check here. Please don't. Please uh, don't. Please don't. Please just. That, that was when I got 131 points. Um, what rank? Uh, 73,000. Please oh. end this I've, madness. I, w I got 16,000 in the ranking week because I was the only one with a free hits, basically. Just end, oh, nice. oh my nice. God. end this madness. Well, I got more points than the two in total, so that's what matters. But I think I'm not going to let you respond to that because I want to win. So I think that's our show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you picked up on a few things, so maybe that's screw up so bad. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye.